alerts and we got it and this is awesome <coughs> good morning everyone <laughs> it's monday monday mindset and already the day is getting off to a kind of a quirky start but you know we're not gonna let that derail us but we hope you had a great weekend but good morning everyone this is carol so aka naughty bus live with you just to say good morning everyone it's janice aka wellness diva 5.0 <laughs> I did set my alarm to get up early this morning, or so I thought I set my alarm, and I woke up at um, 6.30. I'm trying to get back on my um, old scheduled post, um, you know, being under the weather for a few weeks, um, <clears throat> but I have not got my my workout in yet i will after the broadcast but you know there's a lot of kooky things going on in the airwaves because it seemed like everything i touched this weekend went to shit. um and i know <laughs> from one of our um guests who i've become friends with um jolly um she said they're like they're and i don't understand all that stuff but Mer mercury retro for a lot of people so mercury retrograde whatever the hell your name is get the hell out of here i got like shit i gotta get thought like stop <laughs> that is true we uh we're uh, having our own issues with uh still having issues with the computer uh as well as google and resetting passwords and you know when you're on multiple devices you're hoping that the code or the link is going to be sent on one set of devices. You can work with two, two different devices to solve the, the <coughs> excuse me, to solve the issue. However, that always doesn't work out. So yeah, there was a lot of frustrating, but we had some good tech savvy people helping us yesterday. So, so that made a difference. That's good because, uh, yeah, I'm usually obviously the tech person um, in the house, and then it gets a little frustrating, um, and, you know, and I'll just say to, to Gary, you know, call Brett or send Brett a text. Um, Brett is my um, my stepson, uh, or, you know, Ryan, if he's around, um, sometimes it's hard to get a hold of him. But, you know, when <laughs> when you rely on things to operate a certain way, and they don't, it's frustrating because maybe what should have took you only five minutes took an hour. So it's like, you know. Right, it does, it impedes on your productivity and, and making sure that you're moving, you know, in such a manner that you're not having the whole day spent on one, one glitch. So uh, yeah, it was one of those weekends where we're, you know, just kind of going back and forth, trying to figure stuff out. Obviously we've got, residuals today but you know we're getting through that and we're not going to let that stop our mindset and think in a positive way that we're going to get some resolve that we're going to get all the pieces up because we're super excited tonight at seven o'clock we will be part of a live uh broadcast uh with uh patriot uh i believe the actual broadcast is patriot uh patriot uh news network i believe that's what it's called patriot news network and we are doing they're going to be doing a piece on what has been going on with the dudley charlton regional school district 
you know, the road, kind of the road to recall and how, you know, there's so many, you know, there's so many news outlets out there that you will see different stories come up of different districts or school boards that are having, you know, parents kind of uh, double check what's going on in the schools. And this really evolves with the early stages of the pandemic when the schools were forced to close and parents now got a crystal clear vision or insight as to either what their, their child was being taught or indoctrinated into, started questioning maybe some of the lesson plans, some of the verbiage, some of the reading assignments, some of the books. And this led to a really a revolution of the awakening of parents to say, and not just parents, uh, you know, grandparents as myself, uh, anyone that has a vested interest in the advocacy of children and making sure that children are getting a very well-deserved, good, uh, well-rounded public education that is not infiltrated by ideologies, politics, um, biases, and really making sure that they're getting back, <coughs> excuse me, back to the basics of mathematics, sciences, Englishes, foreign languages, that, you know, the, the structure, history, the structure of what public education is founded on and the development of those children in such a way that is gonna make them productive citizens and not indoctrinating them into um, an ideology that does not uh, meet and or partner with the needs and values of a family, a community. And that has been going astray. And that is why now all of a sudden you have this surge of people double checking and they do have a right. Although there are a lot of people out there that claim to be, uh, you know, the profic, pro profic, proficient uh, know-it-all uh, in education, um, they're not so smart uh, if they're thinking that they're going to try to make sure that parents have no say in education. And sadly, that's what is occurring. <laughs> Excuse me. So <clears throat> what frequently happens is how do you go about challenging your district? Uh, because in most cases, you have your administrative school superintendent, and then you have a school board, school committee that uh, is an elected body that has oversight over that superintendent who then branches down to the administration, teachers, nurses, care, you know, whatever it may be. So you have this chain that you have to kind of follow. And sadly, they're not meeting and partnering together along with partnering with the public. And that becomes a problem. And it's really poses the question of how do you how do you make them tell the line? How do you make your voice heard on behalf of your child? Because your child doesn't have a voice in the matter. They just don't. And we are gonna kind of give you step-by-step, step, kind of taking you on our journey as to where we are, how we started, what, what were the buzz things that were happening, how to go about requesting certain information, <clears throat> how to be involved, how to understand how your own particular school board or school committee works, understanding their policies, procedures, code of ethics that they swear an oath to, what is their relationship in governing peace to uh, their part as oversight of a public school? And then where do, where do the parents fall and where are the rights of the caregivers, the grandparents, those that have uh, you know, the heart and soul of the, the children, the grandchildren, their legacy in a school district, you know, what is their role 
to challenge and or the procedures on how to how you get about getting more involved and finding out if they are if both the school committee and school are serving the needs of what the parents want. So we're going to kind of go through that whole process with you, take you on our journey, and we're pretty excited about it. Yeah, you know, in, in I always go back to when you when you hold a public office, the bottom line is you are always subject to public scrutiny. Um, and sometimes it's not when public officials are questioned, whether it be on a school board, board of finance, such as I was, or whatever board you may be on, you are subject to public scrutiny. What does that mean? People have a right, the um, your constituents, the public has a right to ask questions, to engage the board, to find out, <coughs> excuse me, answers to questions that they have uh, about different programs or what is happening in their community. And I think all too often that um, the people that are being questioned take offense to that, which they shouldn't be because, uh, and, and I get why they may be, like I understand that, but you are a public official. I can remember a very specific, being at a very specific meeting and <laughs> it was right before the election and it was like a Q&A and, you know, somebody asked me, well, you know, you're new on this thing. We've never seen you before. You know, what are your qualifications? And I, I, I said, well, technically I don't have any, you know, I'm, I've been a, uh, I'm a parent. Um, you know, my son goes to East Line Public Schools. Um, you know, I do this, I'm a paralegal, blah, blah, blah. Um, this is my first time running for public office. <laughs> and I was very open, very honest. Um, you know, and there were some tough questions. Well, how do you feel about, um, you know, education? Of course, you're going to be more pr prone to um, and very sensitive to those issues. And I said, yeah, absolutely. You want to know why? Because number one, I'm human, but I have to vote according to the people that elected me into that official position. Um, that was no easy task. You know, you kind of weigh everything out. And, you know, even at times when there were, was voting going on for different things happening in the town after the election, obviously I was <coughs> elected to that position. Um, you know, even my political party was like, you have to vote this way. And I said, uh, no, I don't vote the way you want. I have to vote the way the people who of the town of East Line voted me into this position. That's what they are counting on. They're not counting on the good old boys school. Well, you know, people did not like that. I don't know what to tell you, but you know, <clears throat> it started for me, it started out as a, um, an early age, um, helping out with the, you know, different um, elections our parents were, <coughs> excuse me, involved with the Republican Town Committee. And I can remember going in, you know, um, very early on election day, there was always a Republican, there was always a Democrat at each voting machine. You had to show a photo ID to vote. Well, back then too, we, we, we didn't have um, 
you know, when we were very young, they didn't have the picture ID, but you did have to show, uh, you, you know, proof of that you belong to that household through your license. And, you know, back in the day, guess what? We didn't have picture IDs, but you did have a legal document that showed that you belong to that household. And you would have to go to your precinct or your, you know, your area where you were reporting to because different precincts had um, different stations and a precinct would include, you know, a certain amount of streets, avenues, roads, whatever it may be, and you, you know, were checked in. And, you know, so those processes have gotten better because obviously there's been some, what I consider shenanigans. So, uh, you know, these are not easy things to do. Uh, and when you're in those elected positions, it's not, a, it's, you know, I, I can understand why a lot of people don't go for the positions because you are part of the process is you have to put up with public scrutiny and somewhere along the way that's become now taboo like you're not supposed to question their motives you're not supposed to question <coughs> excuse me their ideologies if that's what they're portraying uh you're not supposed to question why they voted a, a certain way or not but that's the reality is it is because if the public is not doing their due diligence to question to have follow-up questions to say, hey, you ran on this platform yet, all these uh, the last four or five votes, you voted one way, that's not in line with the, the platform that you presented. Uh, people have a right to question those things. So I think, <coughs> I think people as a whole, if you're gonna go into those elected positions and run, you have to understand that. And again, it's not to uh, make someone's job more difficult. It's because people base their vote for voting for you based on what you said you stood for. And if you're not a person of your word and you're not gonna stand by the platform, then get off the platform, get off the stage, get off. Maybe this is just not for you. I agree hundred percent that an elected position is not for everyone. I wouldn't want to do it. But if you're gonna take on that role, you better do your investigating. And for some, they get their feet wet. <clears throat> they'll get their feet wet. Maybe they'll do a one-year term versus say a three-year term. And to me, that's really the best way to go if you can. It's not always afforded that way because you're depending on what someone's terms are up and that kind of thing. But maybe start out with going to meetings. If it's something that interests you, hey, let me see how this particular school committee interacts with each other. Um, sadly, in the case of this district, which we will be discussing, uh, the only way to describe it is a circus. They're not following Robert rules, which is the basics of any kind of committee, regardless of whether it's elected body, a uh, church body, it doesn't matter. You really should follow Robert's rules. There's a reason for it. Keeps you on task, on point, understanding motions, when a motion can be presented, how it has to be seconded, uh, the roles of every board member on that particular elected body. And I think sadly, those that get into office, <coughs> or excuse me, in this case, some of these actually there's been, there's two city members currently who have combined, meaning together, have over 72 years. 
Now, if you each have over 30 years combined over 72, you would think at this point, you would know how a meeting is to, to, be, to be run, especially if one of them is the chair. And it is painful, beyond painful, to watch a, a, an elected body get together where they don't compliment each other, they're all over talking. They're not sure who made who made what motion. You know, were we supposed to second it? Uh, are we on a first reading? Are we on a third reading? Uh, you know, and then with this particular last meeting, the chair declared that she, you know, made a mandate on mask wearing. Well, that's first of all, you you personally cannot make your own mandate on mask wearing. Uh, so that in itself was laughable and comical, but it really put into light the the awareness or lack thereof of how knowing what they're doing when they're even presenting their minutes from the meeting before they don't remember what they voted on or did they take a vote uh they have contradictory policies all over the place and it's to the point where you know i could feel the uh you know because it was being videotaped and it was live i was watching it live but just from you know, from what I'm understanding, all you could you could just feel like people just shaking their heads. This is the best we have to offer for our for our children. These are the people that are making decisions, and they don't even know what they're voting on, or they don't remember what they're voting on. They don't know the proper procedure. Um, so what it came down to in this particular case, where it talked about mandating the public, the the school committee has absolutely no authority to mandate the public. It's not under their purview to do that. They're saying they're getting it from DESE, but DESE, which is the secondary Department of Secondary Education, has no legal, jurisdic legal jurisdiction over a school committee. Their legal jurisdiction stops with the school, but not the school committee. So therefore the school committee can, in their purview, uh, make a decision to make, <clears throat> mask wearing optional saying if you want to wear a mask go ahead if you don't not that would be the will of the people but you have the chairperson who clearly uh stated she wants to mandate masks that is her personal belief that is showing a bias and not what the majority of the public want so the majority of the public are not saying don't mask to go to these meetings most of them are not in favor of it, but they're saying give it choice. That is the logical common sense way to react. But this particular chairman has decided she's just gonna mandate whatever she feels like it. And then of course she got backlash from her own school committee because they're wait, 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 did we vote last? We voted in December and sadly out of the seven board members, <coughs> there was only four present. So it was a two to two split. And therefore, they actually tabled it to go on the January's agenda. Well, do you think it was on the January's agenda? No. So, of course, the public brought it. And that's when she started spewing and, you know, attacking the audience, uh, demanding that the police officers, you know, remove them because they refused to put the mask on. And I mandated it. You know, it's mandated. It's part of our policy. And then she turns to one of her committee members. Did, did we do that? Did, did I mandate that? Like, did, like it, so you look at it and you're like, McFly, is there anyone home? You didn't mandate it. You took a vote two to two. 
It's supposed to be on tonight's agenda. It's not. And so now you're being called out by the public, rightfully so. So now it's on February's agenda. I mean, they just they just procrastinate, they prolong. And part of it is because they don't have the ability to understand what their roles are, what their, what their elected roles are, and that they're not supposed to show a personal bias. And yet, and that's part of their code of, code of ethics. So if you repeatedly show bias, guess what? You're in violation of the oath you took. That is a reason for removal or for asking you to step down. So there's repeated things. There's open meeting violations. There is tons of too many code of ethics to even get into uh, that they do. Uh, they don't handle the business of the majority. And so a recall is happening. And we're asking the public to get a better understanding of why the recall is necessary. And our, our, our goal is to get them removed. Now, if for some reason they don't get removed this way, uh, you believe that there will be people that, you know, another recall will happen. Uh, now that we know that we have a pathway, unbe unbeknownst to the towns that we're trying to derail that, and uh, we do have a lawyer. So this is really kind of what the broadcast is going to be about tonight at 7 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. <laughs> Once we get the links, we're going to make sure that um, it's on our two sisters page with the links of where you can actually be a part of this live and ask questions and be a part of it. That sounds great. And you know what? What a an amazing way to um, share information than through different uh, news organizations or you know different uh, um, outlets like that. And it just goes to show you that, you know, there is integrity in numbers and there is integrity in how we go about getting that information out. So I, <clears throat> excuse me, I think that's um, amazing. And wow, you know, what a great start to Monday, you know, Mindset Monday, the last day of the month, you know, we start February tomorrow. Um, which means a lot of us will be in full swing with getting our taxes in order to our tax professional. Ah, um, it's all good. I think I'm in pretty good shape, but so Mindset Monday, what are you going to do to kind of maybe hit your reset button? Have you tabled some different things that maybe were on your agenda of things to do? Um, do we procrastinate out of fear? Hmm. I know I'm guilty of that from time to time. Um, you know, what a great way to go forward. It, and by the way, today's, um, it is bright and sunny out, but it's only five degrees. So I'm, I'm kind of like, I feel my muscles tensing up because I'm so cold. Um, so I got to get that blood flowing in a few minutes. And on that note, my name is Janice, AKA Wellness Diva 5.0. And I am with two Sisters, and this is Carol Sue, aka Naughty Bus, live, live right now. And I will be live tonight at 7 p.m. We will make sure we put those links. Uh, if you want to send questions ahead of time, uh, we would love to hear from you, but we will look forward to you so you can actually see we the people in action, step by step ways on how you could be more active and understanding and knowing what's going on in your school district and making sure that those. Uh, uh, ideologies are not infiltrating into your, your school and that children are actually doing what they're supposed to be doing. And that is learning the basics of math, uh, history, English sciences, and just really getting a good quality education with no isolation. Because what, the, what we're seeing now uh, is the 
sadness of what's happening, this isolation, masking, isolating children from the normal ways of having public education, and that will have long-term effects, which is very scary. So we'll be chatting all about that, but we wish you a great Monday. Uh, if your mindset is kind of like getting a, a false sense of like, which way do I go today? Uh, make sure that you're hydrating, uh, that you're staying with your, your healthy gut, and also making sure that you spend time to just take care of your own health and wellness. Because once you do that, then you're going to be better for everyone else. We will see you tomorrow. Actually, we'll see you tonight at 7 o'clock. Then we will see you tomorrow for Triumph Tuesday. Take care, everyone. Have a great day. Bye, everyone.